0: Well, please keep it going for your host, Blair
1: Mancini,
2: Emily Winter! Hi, guys! Hello. Oh, hi!
0: It's good to see so many of you. Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. You know that's the show you're at? Okay, yeah. very good! What happens? Oh, cool. Did I press that? What happens now if I go... Oh, spooky. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, look that's how perfect. scary we are. Um, this is Larry and I'm Emily and hello <laughs> we're we're gonna be your hosts and this it's their job to warm you up normally we're not doing it tonight we've got somebody else to do it mm-hmm. uh, but I did want to say just that's who we are we will do, we'll do stuff later but yeah we don't you have a great shirt that's a great oh. uh, comedians with ghost stories shirt thank you very much yeah. a little spooky nice season shirt <laughs> <laughs> I
2: also enjoy your shirt quite a
0: bit my shirt is thank you uh, you got me the shirt so that is why you like it uh, I also feel a little bit self conscious like I'm wearing the the band shirt to the concert you know (laughs) (laughs) this is ghost stories right um yeah but i think we're we're super pumped for all these stories we're going to talk about our own stories we're going to have four amazing comedians tell their stories we are going to use this trivia wheel to play morbid trivia um but before we do all of it I think we should just introduce our uh, our opening act, right? Yeah. yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, this guy's got amazing jokes about ghosts, so I was like, should we write them or should we just go to the source? Uh, so we went to the source instead. You guys, please give it up uh, for your opener. Uh, he's wonderful. He's been written up for the New- in the New York Times for having the best comedy during the pandemic on the internet. Please give it up for Chris Caligero. <laughs>
1: Hello, podcast people. Give it up for your hosts, Emily and Larry. Uh, they'll be back out, and so will people to to tell real stories and not just a bunch of goofs. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to tell some goofs. You know what I mean? Um, I uh, I got a Ouija board over the pandemic. Um, did anybody? Does anybody own a Ouija board? Yeah, yeah. Have you used it? You always use it. You know, you're supposed to throw it out after. <laughs> you the first, after one, it's a one-use item. Did you know that? Uh, that (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why you got, that's why you're haunted as fuck right now. You opened up the doorway and you're like, you just like left a screen door swinging open for all these looking guys to be like, is is there a party in here? (laughs) I found that out recently. You're supposed to throw it away after one use, which is, sounds just a little bit like capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah, Milton fucking Bradley. Milton, it was Milton's idea, not Bradley's, Bradley's. Barely said to keep them. Um, yeah, but I got a Ouija board, and I, uh, I think it, we used it once. It didn't quite work. But, um, but I, I, I don't know. Does it, I, I feel like it never worked. Because there's always one person who's pushing too hard. And you're like, Jerry, stop pushing so hard. But the best part of the Ouija board was that I ordered it on Amazon, and there's reviews of Ouija boards on Amazon. There's, it's full of <laughs> reviews, and there's bad reviews of Ouija boards. Like, people felt the need to log on and be like, let me tell them about my experience with this thing that 99% of the time doesn't (laughs) work. And there's nothing to me like Ouija boards on Amazon. There's nothing that has the range of issues that a Ouija board contains. To me, it's got the widest gulf of potential problems that people complain about because like one review will be like, oh man, all the parts were shitty and broken and, and they came to me all ripped up and bad, uh, one star. And then another guy's like, hey, I accidentally let a demon out. What am I going to do? Help me, Amazon. They're like, you want a free month of Prime? He's like, there's a portal to hell in my kitchen, please. Help me! Five stars! It worked great! <laughs> Work wonderful, but I need help, Amazon. Amazon's like, you wanna watch a show called Bosch? This is a real show. It's called Bosch. You can watch that, only dads can see it. That's the thing. I wanna see a ghost. How many people in here have seen ghosts? A couple of woos, a couple, yeah, a couple, couple of, uh, pale faced woos (laughs) just little victorian boys i think i i think i think the problem is you can't see a ghost if you want to see a ghost really bad that's just it never if you're like a a person who really wants to see a ghost they will not they're like they're like finance bros they don't like being wanted you know what i mean (laughs) Like I want to see a ghost really bad and I think I just, like, I just put it on too strong. I'll just be like, oh. Guess I'll go to bed all alone. I didn't sage tonight, oh no. I'm just gonna read from my favorite book, a little thing called The Necronomicon. <laughs> and they're like, you want it too bad. I want to see a ghost, though. I want to believe, because I'm like half and half. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna believe, but also like being a ghost sounds like a bummer. I mean, obviously you're dead, so big bummer. <laughs> but like it sounds like there's, it sounds like such a bummer. The idea sometimes of being a ghost, like, can you imagine? Like you die, and like all of a sudden snap, you're like you're out, you're out, and you're like, oh fuck it, it's true. There's the flock. You're like poking through yourself and stuff, and you're like it's true. And then you like go up to whatever it is, and there's like it's like it's like eternity. You get to like ex- you like oh I'm in an eternity, and like everything is like vast and endless and infinite, right? And there's like some form of whatever God is, and he's like there, and you're like oh my, God. and then, like time has folded in on, the time is not linear, you just can see all of time in front of you and you're like, you're there and then all of a sudden you go up to the guy who's God or the woman who's God or, or, or the non-binary God or whatever, you know? And you, you go up and you're just like, oh, it fucking rolls, it's cool! And he's like, oh yeah, but you got unfinished business. What? Yeah, yeah, you didn't do your homework. No! I gotta what do I gotta do? You gotta go back down there and solve your own murder right now. <laughs> That's up to me. <laughs> it's a bummer to think like there's eternity, but also you have chores before you can get there. Cause <laughs> so boring sometimes Because They do boring things. They can only do so much. Right? They're like, oh, this picture kept falling over, and that's how I knew that they wanted me to tell me that that they that they wanted me to know that they still loved me. Okay, first a couple things. All I can do is knock a picture over. What? For, for like I'm, I'm like oh, come on, come on. That's what I'm doing, and also. I have to go back and make sure everybody knows I still love them? So you're telling me all the things I said before about eternity and fucking the afterlife and I'm still insecure? Are you kidding me? What a fucking bummer to die and still be like, oh man, I can't sit on a stool, i look too fat. Like, I don't want that. What a ridiculous thing. All right, uh, I'm Chris Calagero. You guys are in store for a wonderful show. Please put your hands together for your hosts again, Emily Winter and Larry Mancini. Right. Uh,
0: Christy Calagero. Keep it going for Chris. Yeah. Okay, we got to get to know this crowd a little bit. Does anybody listen to the Comedians with Ghost Stories podcast? Oh, yay, Okay. Thank you for listening. And you guys live here? We do. Where do you live? Queens. Cool. Amazing. Oh. We got more people cheering for Queens. I'm, my, I'm real into Queens right now because I live in Brooklyn and then I like got older and I got married and now everyone hates me there. So <laughs> I think I got to go. You know what I mean? I think I got to go to Queens. Right. It's, they're like, you are married to a cis white male. You must leave Brooklyn immediately. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Cool. Do you have any recommendations where I should live? Okay, great. All of them are haunted too. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, no, Astoria has some super- oh, okay. Haunted Astoria. Sounds like a bar crawl.
1: This is going to be good.
0: <laughs> I would love that. Let's talk after the show. <laughs> I'm just here to make friends, guys. <laughs> I'm the opposite of a reality show in 2007. I am only here to make friends. <laughs> I'm sorry if you came for comedy or stories. Uh, <laughs> great. So you know how I was like, I think the podcast is really going to fill out the room. <laughs> we got to. Yeah, you know, well, so that's a like
2: a dedicated to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, cool. Um, and Larry, okay, so we have four people who have brushes with paranormal stuff today uh have you ever seen a ghost
2: I've not seen a ghost but I had a weird experience once that I felt was ghost related Wh- what um so I was uh in my band's practice studio and it, it like is a lofted space so as I came in the door the like up in the lofted area I like felt my eyes drawn up there I was like something is up there but the only thing I could see was this big black drum box like big huge plastic box probably like six feet by three feet whatever I go under the loft to, like, start pulling my amp out, and I hear movement up top, and all of a sudden, a guitar case just falls down into the middle of the floor, oh no. and I was like, not that bad, <laughs> but <laughs> also, <laughs> and so, like, I, I have no way to explain it. The guitar case would have had to go over the drum case. Like, I can't oh. figure out how it would have happened. Um so it wasn't
0: it just like near the edge and just no, an no. it was
2: No, and it fell like it right g- where I was standing, so like I could be dead.
0: You were the victim you were yeah. the guitar victim. Yeah. Killed by your if you were killed by a guitar, that would be wonderful. Killed by
2: a guitar to join a ghost band would probably be an ideal <laughs> like outcome for this. I think that would be great for me.
0: How? Yeah, how about you? Have you seen a ghost? I'm um, no, yes, and no. I, I say no because my stories are fast and boring, so I wouldn't allow myself to be on my own Comedians with Ghost Stories podcast. But in doing a Comedians with Ghost Stories podcast for several years, like, what I do is I bulk record episodes, and also I just want to say hello to the live stream people yeah. who I hope are mostly, like, podcast listeners that don't live here. For some reason, Wichita, Kansas, loves this podcast, and I'm, like, really hoping they're represented uh, today.
2: Duh, um, witch.
0: I know, I know. I was like, I want to go there now and find out if it's just inherently spooky or if it's just – I don't know. I don't know what uh, – anyway, that's not – Like, who is in Wichita that cares about me? I just – I'm so excited, you know. Um, but basically, I was bulk recording. I bulk record podcasts. Like I'll do a ton in a week or whatever. And before COVID, I had people come over to my little office um, to record, and I was just bringing in all of this like energy. I think. And my husband, who doesn't, he's not. Um, he was the, he was the guy that just did comedy. Okay, but uh, he. <laughs> He, like, n- he wasn't, like, super convinced or whatever uh, of ghosts, but then all this weird stuff started happening in our apartment where, um, again, like, something that doesn't make sense how it got there. He has a very big collection of hats, and they're on shelves, and, like, a hat that was, like, on the bottom of a stack was just in the middle of the floor of our bedroom for no reason, and we were like, that's weird, but, like, <laughs> we're sloppy you know, Brooklyn people. <laughs> <laughs> we're gross. Like, that. it's not the weirdest thing that ever happened. But then it, we both felt separately around this time that somebody was getting in bed with us when we were alone in bed, and the other person was in the living room. So, right. So we were like, any, I totally believe. So, like, that feeling the press on the bed or the hit on the leg or something, we both felt it, and we <laughs> we went right to the gem store because there is one in our neighborhood, of course. Uh <laughs> We went right to the gem store and we picked up Sage and we were like, what do we do with this stuff? And she was like, all right, here's what you got to do. You got to open all your doors and windows. We were like, not hard. We have one uh, between the both of those categories. Uh, And you have to be in a really good mood and you have to invite the spirit to leave. So we got drunk because that's how we get in a good mood, right? (laughs) So we got drunk and we invited the spirit to leave, and we haven't had problems since. Although right before we came here, I did, and he just moved. uh, Larry just moved back to our neighborhood too in Brooklyn. So we're all gonna on Halloween night. We're gonna take out the Ouija board and really go for it. So anyway, goodbye. This is the last time anyone's (laughs) gonna see me. Nice to meet you. Great to make a friend before I go. Um, yeah, so that was my sort of, it's, it, okay, it's, you know, it's, like, sounds so dumb, but, like, it's scary when it's fucking happening to you, right? Like, it's so scary! Okay, we got a lot of non-believers out here, or a lot of real sober people. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta do something about this. I think we should put people in a good mood by giving away prizes. Would that be, would that be fun? Yeah. We got this wheel here. This is, <laughs> this, <laughs> this wheel is my prize possession, Okay. <laughs>
2: And you can th- take it home tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Larry and I filled it with morbid trivia. We have a lot of prizes to give away, and we would love to give some away right now. Um, does any would anyone like to come up and spin the wheel? You have two chances to get a correct answer um, for a prize. Oh, okay. I I see a hand in yep. there.
2: Okay, come on up. Eric, come up and then.
0: That is that. Come oh, on
2: yeah, up. Hello, I'm Eric. All right. Eric. So Eric, do you want to give the... Uh that's a,
0: it's a comedy role. You're really not supposed to let other people hold the mic because then they run away, put it in their pants. You know, people are crazy. But, okay, Eric, go ahead and uh, we'll spin the, the wheel. Give it a game show spin.
2: All right. Want
0: to read a question? Yeah,
2: I Heart New York. Let me find that one. <coughs> How many bodies are buried under Washington Square Park? <laughs> two, Washington and Square, 200, two hundred, two thousand, or twenty thousand? Two two or twenty thousand. Oh, you can say in Park.
3: I guess I'll go for two hundred.
2: Unfortunately, it is 20,000 bodies underneath Washington Square Park and some were accidentally dug up in 2017. Sorry, you still win a prize because... Oh, you
0: know. I thought we... Okay. Are we not? Thing. Well, give him another shot at the wheel, I think. Okay, yeah. Like, give, go, go, go. Two go, swing, shots, yeah, swing, two yeah. shots per, per person. But Eric, you were the first Brave Soul, so you're going to get a prize either way.
2: Yeah, um, fill we'll go fill, in, fill the blank. in the blank. All right, yeah. you want to read
0: the question again because I could find mine in my sure. email.
2: <clears throat> a cockroach can live several weeks with its blank cut off. Hmm.
0: Um. If you're having a lot of trouble, head. W- hey, there
2: we go. Woo! That's right. Go a cockroach can live several weeks with its head cut off. Oh Give it up for Eric, everybody.
0: Eric won a bag of candy. Congratulations, Eric! Okay, I think we should do a couple more. Also, I wanna show you guys, okay, so I wrote a book and it came out last week and uh, this is, thank you, it's a a silly, fun trivia book called One Day Smarter and these are the bags and they are full of candy and uh, halfway through the show, a grand prize winner will win a copy of a book, I'm sorry! Whoa! I do feel like I have to apologize because it's a book.
4: Uh, <laughs> we're,
0: we're in caveat, so I feel like we're, do you guys read? Yeah. yeah, okay, okay, then yay, we're giving away a book. Okay, good, uh, wonderful. So do we have any anybody else who would volunteer to come up and spin the wheel? Okay, yay. come over here, come on come up on here. here, Guy in Gray Shirt. Yeah. What's your
2: name? Ross.
0: Ross, Not Ross, bad. hi, Ross, are we gonna do an, an AA welcome for Ross? Hi, Ross. Hi, Ross. <laughs> You want to give that wheel a spin, Ross?
2: All right. It's love New York again. All right. I continue to love New York. Uh, (coughs) New York City buries its unclaimed bodies on an island off the coast of the Bronx. Since 1869, nearly a million bodies have been buried there. What is that island called? A. Heart Island. B. Skin Island. C. Body Island. Or D. Staten Island. (laughs) Oh, we all know the answer to that. (laughs) Oh gosh. I'll read them again. Heart Island. Skin Island. Body Island. Or Staten Island. I'm pretty sure it's Heart Island. You are pretty right, too, Ross. Give it up for Ross, everybody. It is Heart Island.
0: Wow. Great job.
2: So if you ever need a million bodies, that's where to find it.
0: Oh my gosh, That was wonder- I was so impressed by that. Yeah, um, all right, what, should we do one more? Let's do one more, let's do let's one do more, one more and then we'll start yeah. the show. I need one more hand. I see two in the back. Yeah, uh, I see so many in the back. Let's have the lady in the white shirt. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> right, yeah, round <laughs>
2: yeah. of applause.
0: I picked you before your friend scared me. Uh, <laughs> what's your name? My name's Kara and I need to confess something.
5: I lied to my friend. I used to live in Sunnyside. I'm back in San Francisco now.
0: Oh! Oh! That's fair. That's fair. But Sunnyside's great. San Francisco, (laughs) the pits. You know. Anyway, uh, have a spin. If it's I Heart New York, we got to write some questions during this. Oh, yes.
2: This is uh, this category is called Body body, Adi Adi Count, um, and you're going to answer which horror movie serial killer has the highest body count, Oh. (coughs) or cover an Ice tea song. Uh, who has more kills, Chucky or Pinhead from Hellraiser?
5: Ooh, Chucky!
2: Chucky with 74 beats Yay. Pinhead!
5: Yay! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Perfect.
2: Get yourself a bag. Thank you, Karen. Give Great Karen a job. round of applause.
0: How many kills does Pinhead have? Pinhead has 54, I think. Yeah, 54 to 70-something. 70 70 something? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Chucky's annihilating Pinhead on the body count. Okay, are you guys ready for some scary stories? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for our first performer. Uh, she's absolutely wonderful. She's been featured on NPR. Uh, please give it up for Noye Brown West.
5: Hello. All right. So my scary, I, I tried to punch it up, but it's actually, it's just scary. Do you guys like just scary stuff? Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so uh, I have a husband, not bragging, okay, all right. <laughs> I am married, although I hunch over like a linebacker. And he, he had um, a curse put on him, a legitimate curse, okay? So he was in college, He's living at home with his parents. Um, he was living in Connecticut. That's not the curse, although, okay? And he was going through a bit of a dry spell it was his freshman year, and I don't know if everyone else was like a huge slut their freshman year, but I was, so to have a drought, I can't even imagine. That's crazy, okay? And he's an attractive guy. I don't know. He's a weirdo. Maybe that's what it is, okay? And there was a woman, he was like, well, a girl, really, college age, a girl that he was like very attracted to, and she was in like all of his classes, right? And one day, they had to team up. He went to art school. They had to team up for an art project, and she chose him. Yeah, he was like, oh my God, this is it. I'm gonna get my dick wet. (laughs) He thought that immediately, okay? And it was going really well, and they started talking about their lives, and she told him, she just got really serious, and said to him, I have a curse. So, you know, going very well, right? (laughs) We love a freaky woman, all right? So she just looked at him and said, I have a curse. And he was a little freaked out, but he was very horny. So he was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Tell me about it. What is this curse? And she said, for years of my life, I've been carrying around a dark spirit or a dark being or a dark cloud. I don't know how to explain it. Everything goes wrong for me. Really bad things happened to my friends and family. And I just wish I could give the spirit away. And he was like, okay. (laughs) He's like, what can I say to get her number? (laughs) And, you know, he just, like, kept talking to her. And it was going well. He got her phone number. They were going to go out on a date. And then she just looked at him, and she was just like, I just wish I could give it to you. I wish I could give it to you. He thought sex, but that's not what she meant, okay? (laughs) She meant the spirit. And he was like, Oh, that's a little weird. So a few weeks passed and he noticed that she was a lot happier in class. And you know, he she hadn't answered his phone calls or his texts or anything, so he didn't think anything was gonna happen. And he just asked her one day after class, like, How is it going? You seem like a lot happier not to be weird. And she's like, I am. And he asked her about the dark spirit. And she said, Yeah, I don't I don't think I have it anymore. So another week passed, and he notices that she starts to stare at him a lot during class, and he's like, all right, I'm in there. I'm in there. She wants me again. <laughs> all right? So he waits a couple weeks, and he goes up to her, and he's like, hey, like, you know, I've been texting, and I just want to know if you want to go out sometime. And I noticed that you've been looking at me a lot in class. And she got a really concerned look on her face and just said to him, no, I think I did give the spirit to you. And he was like, okay, I okay, I'm not gonna hook up with this girl. She's <laughs> <was laughs> freaking me out. <laughs> he got chills. When he told me this story, he told me he got chills like throughout his body when she said, I think I gave it to you. So he goes home, he doesn't really think about it, and you know, the semester ends, a new semester starts. In the spring, around May, when the semester is about to be over, things start happening in his house. He's living with his parents at the time. And There was a night that he was home alone, he has a dog, and the dog started growling in a hallway. And you know, dogs do that, they're just weird sometimes. So he went over and he just looked, hallway was dark, and he could hear a muffled sound that sounded like radio. And he didn't know where it was coming from, the dog was like very freaked out. He started walking towards the room in the back where the hallway leads to. And as he got closer and closer, The muffled voice got louder and louder. but You couldn't tell what it was saying. Just sounded like it was on a radio. He went into the room and it just stopped. Things like that kept happening. His sister was home alone and he lived in like the finished attic room. That was his bedroom. And it had a crawl space that went into the real attic. And she was home alone. She heard running back and forth in the crawl space. And the crawl space wasn't tall. Like you couldn't stand up in it. It was about this so she thought, oh, there's an animal up there, like a big animal. So she went up there, she looked. there was nothing there. When he got home from school, she was out in the driveway with a knife because she was so freaked out she didn't know what was going on. The family had been experiencing weird things like this. The dog had been barking at one corner of the house, outside in the yard for about a year and He was home alone one day and experienced the same thing that his sister did, but he searched the entire house and he could not find anything. And there was this running, running back and forth in his bedroom and the attic. So we get together about, he he had graduated, so after his senior year we get together. And um, I visited that house for the first birthday that we spent together as a couple for his birthday. And his birthday's very cute, it's like Valentine's Day, so we threw a little party. And all of our friends were single losers, so they all came, okay? (laughs) It was nice. But I was home alone, I was at that house alone for about two hours, while he was out with his friends, and I was just getting everything ready for the party. And I was with the dog, and the dog started growling in that hallway. And I'd already heard all the stories, so I just did not wanna go over there. (laughs) Didn't wanna go over there, the dog kept walking up to me, looking at me to get my attention. When I would look at the dog, the dog would walk back over to the hallway and look at me, trying to get me to come over there. Um, I've seen enough horror films, so I just stayed where I was. (laughs) I made the ice cream cake. I was not about it, okay? (laughs) Just like, let me finish this cake. Leave me alone, Lulu, all right? So two months go by. Hunter moves in with me. That's his name. And, uh, you know, we only waited about... Six months move in with each other, because I'm bisexual, so I'm half lesbian. And, <laughs> and <laughs> so we moved in with each other right away. And I had a bedroom. Like, it was, it's a three-bedroom. We had a roommate. I lived upstairs, and the, it was like a walk-up, and he had a bedroom on the ground floor. But I slept in his bed most nights. And, you know, things were going kind of weird for him when he first moved in, and then all of a sudden, there was a shift. You where know, he got a job, I was able to get him a job somewhere, things got, started looking up, and it just seemed like everything was gonna be okay. And then all of a sudden, things started going badly for me. And he had told me this story before. You know? <laughs> things started going badly for me. Um, very badly, medically badly, um, I lost family members badly, just a lot of horrible things started happening to me. One night we were asleep and I had gotten in a little later because I do this and <laughs> and Hunter was already asleep and I got into bed, didn't really disturb him, he didn't wake up and I was asleep for probably an hour. We lived uh, off of a main road so when something loud went by like a car that was very loud, sometimes I'd wake up and I did this night and when I woke up, I had sleep paralysis. Very normal, you usually see like, some sort of vision when you have sleep paralysis, right? And I saw a figure on the ceiling, crab walk on the ceiling, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so I've had enough <laughs> sleep paralysis where I know that to get out of it, I have to try and move my limbs. So I was just trying to figure out which limb was gonna move for me, and it was my legs. And I just started kicking my legs straight up in the air back and forth, until the blanket was floating. It was, it was never, it wasn't coming down. And this figure started coming towards me, coming towards me, and the blanket just covered where the figure was, and when the blanket dropped, the figure wasn't there anymore. So Hunter wakes up, because I was just kicking in bed, and that's uh, like a maniac, <laughs> and, and he wakes up, he goes to use the bathroom, he doesn't really remember why he woke up, and I told him about it in the morning, and he was just like, oh my goodness, what sometimes at my house, that's the type of figure I saw. So a few years pass, and I'm not gonna tell you, I I did get rid of the, I got rid of the spirit, I know I did. But I'm not gonna tell you how, because you're gonna, you know, you're gonna say she's a witch, she's part of the occult. Um. (laughs) But I do come from like kind of a clairvoyant family, and I worked very hard to get rid of the spirit. And, uh, yeah, just watch your back, I guess. I've been Noye. Have a good night.
2: (laughs) Keep it going for Noye Brown West, everybody. (laughs) Oh, my God, if I ever saw anything on my ceiling. I got attacked by a lot of mosquitoes in my room last night, which is a separate show. All right, let's keep this thing going. Your next performer has been on Last Comic Standing and The Tonight Show and many other wonderful things. He's a great comedian. Please give it up for Mike Kaplan.
6: Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. So, uh, pretty re- a couple years ago, I guess, uh, I was uh, crab walking across Noye's ceiling. And... Uh, <laughs> But then she threw a blanket up and I uh, was like, well, oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the creature. <laughs> uh, so my, I, I don't have, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna scare you other than I am gonna talk about death. Look out. Uh, I feel like that's the thing that we don't tell. Like, like, I grew up Jewish, and so there's no like, ah, oh, whoa, hey. <laughs> You scared me. <laughs> what if somebody's like, nothing happened? <laughs> that was the ghost of Elijah. Uh, but uh, like, as a kid growing up Jewish, like nobody tells you there's Santa. Like you're like, people are like, oh yeah, people believe in Santa. Uh, and I like, I had friends they they got like real mad when they found it. Like, hey, you lied to me about Santa. Uh, I feel like every the rest of us just have that about like God. And. Uh, <laughs> you know we we uh, or if you if you're into god then great uh and <laughs> it'll never it'll never happen uh i don't i don't want like i don't <laughs> i don't like to i don't know what i believe like i do i believe in ghosts like i don't know if i believe in humans you know what i mean i don't know <laughs> i truly i believe be, it seems like it seems like we're here <laughs> uh i'm uh, before i get started I'm, I'm i've started but before i get started uh I just wanna, you know, I'm going to tell you a story about my friend Tom, uh, but I'm going not, to, not right away. <laughs> uh, but for, first, uh, for the people listening to the podcast, ooh, like, because this is a live show, but for you, it's not a live show. It's, I'm a, go- like, you know, eventually everybody who's on the show, everybody who's on the podcast that they're listening to will be dead. So, ooooh. ooh. <laughs> We're ghosts. You know that's you can listen, you can you can commune with the dead in that way, <laughs> like you listen to uh, you know watch Lucille Ball or something. Uh, that's nice. Okay, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. I, cl- clap your hands if you do. So you clap your hands if you have seen a ghost. Like I just uh, like really confidently clap your hands if you've seen one. Okay. Now clap your hands other, beyond that if you've seen them or believe in ghosts. Believe that there are ghosts, okay? Now clap your hands if you do not believe in ghosts. You're like, I don't think there are ghosts. Wow, so I feel like you are like the, the biggest believers because you came to this show despite that. You're like, wow, <laughs> I believe in ghost stories. That's nice. Uh, I, uh, I had a, a psychic on my podcast uh, and I was like, I, I learned, I, I, I think it was a medium, I, I talked to a medium, uh, on another podcast once, and, uh, and they said, I can speak to the dead, I get, but, and so I can tell you what they say, but also sometimes they lie, so I'm like, oh, that's convenient, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this ghost said, bet on that horse, <laughs> uh, well, that, they, they didn't know what they were doing in life either, but, uh so i my my biggest connection to the dead uh and communing with them is via the psychedelic hallucinogenic uh spiritual uh substance uh d m t uh specifically uh, oh people d m t is a chemical that exists in the brains of the people that just wooed and uh <laughs> and also the rest of us um it's uh It's in, I I do it mainly, I've mainly done it via uh, ayahuasca is a a liquid, a tea form that uh, it's funny that people are are cheering in this way because it's uh, it's like, party, you know, come in in contact with your mortality. (laughs) Woo, 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 woo. Like the first couple times I did it, it was like that because it's sort of, it's, uh, it comes from South America, mainly. And uh, the guide that I, that I go to that delivers these uh, it, like, uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, uh, these rituals, he's Peruvian. And uh, I learned that in Peruvian culture, there's like, the, the land of like, the, uh, the, the bird, uh, the cat, and the snake. It's like the snake, the cat, and the condor. is like the heavenly realm, the earthly realm, and the realm of the dead. And uh, sometimes, like when people have ayahuasca experiences... Uh, they, you know, maybe go just to, like, the first couple I had, I was like, ooh, just flying around in the heavenly realm, uh, like a drug dealer, you know, they're like, these ones are free, and, uh, and then, like, the third one was like, ooh, this is, uh, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this uh, pain and work, Uh, but, uh, but now I'm like, ooh, yeah, pain and work, right, nice, Um, but, yeah, sometimes people are like, ooh, snakes, like, I hope I see snakes, and you're like, you don't hope you do, but uh, then you do, and, uh, so yeah, I about si- six, seven, eight years ago. It's hard to tell; time doesn't really exist. But years ago, I uh, I started going to these ayahuasca ceremonies, and like in them, sometimes I would like I I've n- I know I don't want to brag, but I know some dead people, and uh, and I don't know if I am bragging, but uh, like sometimes I feel like like they would you know they would appear, and I'd be like, oh, there's it's sort of like I don't know if you ever if you all have done mushrooms. Uh yeah that's yeah you and if you have if you haven't done mushrooms i mean like you know uh, grow up i don't know uh <laughs> that's that's silly um you're doing you're doing great uh but uh i like i remember one time i was walking walking through boston on i a- eaten mushrooms myself uh just by myself because i only had a limited amount and i'm like i could have split it with a friend or i could have more for myself so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have the we're all one experience alone. Uh, so I ate all the mushrooms, <laughs> then went walking through Boston. And I, was, I hadn't eaten any food because I was like, I want the mushrooms to hit harder. You know, I'm very smart. And, uh, and I was walking. Whenever I'm on mushrooms, I like, see people, and I'm like, oh, there's that guy, and that guy. Oh, it's that guy. It's like the end of The Wizard of Oz, but I truly, I don't know anyone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and you're there, and you're there. <laughs> And you're, oh, we're all here. And it really felt that way. Uh, and and then eventually I had to sit down on the street because I was uh, tired and hungry and thought that I was dead. And uh, and I had to call a friend, uh, a comedian named Shane Moss, who had more experience with uh, psychedelics than I did. Um, but uh, also he, he was the only person in my phone who didn't seem to be me. Uh, like, I was at the time dating a woman named Micah, and my name is Mike, and one of my best friends was named Micah, and I'm, my name is Mike. And so I was like, is everybody in this phone me, you know? <laughs> but I got to Shane, and I called Shane, and I was like, Shane, are you me? And he was like, what? And I was like, I just took some mushrooms. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, where are you? And I, tol- I said, let me look at the street signs. I'm at the intersection of a one-way and do not enter. And... Uh, <laughs> He's like, keep looking. I was like, oh, Commonwealth and Gloucester. He's like, oh great, that's near my home. You wanna come here? And I was like, I can't go. And I don't know <laughs> where I am. And like, I saw like people walking their dogs nearby and all the dogs seemed to me, I was like, am I dead? Like, ha- are the, am I in a coma? Are these dogs looking for me? You know, are, am, are, is there, am I lost? Is somebody searching for me? And uh, it was people who were walking their dogs because it was a nice day. But uh, maybe also they were looking for me. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with those dogs. But um, eventually, Shane, we were on the phone, and Shane was like, okay, I'm at the intersection, you told me, and I don't see you. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm dead. I'm not there. I'm in another dimension. He's like, oh, wait, you're halfway down the block. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh," (laughs) And I got in his car and went to his home, and he gave me some food, and I was like this is life, <laughs> uh, and it was, so that, So when I was, when I do ayahuasca ceremonies, it's, here's the thing, is like, when I'm, uh, compared to mushrooms, like mushrooms, everything I was looking at, I saw the streets of Boston, but I just didn't know if they were real, but they were, I mean, as real as, you know, I, it's h- very hard to say, but uh, I was like, after I was no longer under the influence of the mushrooms, I was like, those are the streets of Boston, for sure, uh, th- and they look the same as they did before, but I was like, it wa- you know? Like one time I did mushrooms on Halloween, and I was just like looking around, and I'm like, what are all the cobwebs about, you know? Uh, <laughs> have I been here for a long, long time? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's like time dilation kind of things that go on. Anyway, uh, but under the influence of ayahuasca, like, y- you're in the dark, usually, I, I, when I do it, you're in the dark. When I do it, you're in the dark. And... Uh, also, real quick, <laughs> uh, Chris was mentioned Ouija boards earlier and said that they're a one-time use only. For some people, it might be a zero-time use only. Uh, but you can—I mean, use it, have it. It's approximately the same uh, every time. So use it. Use 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 it in good health. Uh, we can edit that from the podcast. Um, I, so, under the influence of ayahuasca. Eyes closed, and then I see things that are not in the room, like you know, spinning hieroglyphics or like temple uh, imagery, like just sort of ancient things, just uh, and all kinds of. Th- it's very difficult to describe. So, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll I'm not, I'm gonna stop not doing it, um, but. Like you know, sometimes people's faces or essences would appear to me. Sometimes living people, sometimes dead people, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that that guy. Oh, you're there, and you're 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 in life, and you're in. Oh, and you're not in life anymore. And you're and it was just it's just like this beautiful thing where it's just like right now. Like my grandmother died last year, and uh, wh- before she died, I would talk to her like once a week, and now I think I talk to her like more. You know what I mean? So. Like, what's the difference? It's, like, I feel like, I do, I think I think about her more now than I did for most of my life. Uh, and it's like, it's like when a, when a person, when a celebrity dies, and they have a couple movies in the can, you know? Uh, and then they're dead, but then their movie comes out, and you're like, oh, wow, they're Not dead? Oh no, no. I mean, but they're like the same to you, right? You know, you're like, oh, look at that, James Gandolfini. There he is, and he lives on in his son. So yeah, he's he's alive to us, and uh, like all. So this is all to say, my friend Tom, uh, (laughs) just as an anchor to bring us back. uh, He's a guy I met at an ayahuasca ceremony, and uh, and he told me uh, like he he's you know. To I guess it's funny, Like he's kind of like a, a hippie-ish guy, you know. At least he's at an ayahuasca ceremony. It's very rare for a guy to be there just like in a suit, be like, I don't believe. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't, I just I drink I drink this and then I go to work. Uh, but yeah, Tom Tom he's a drummer and he uh, he told me. That his dad was like a, n- a hardcore atheist, hardcore non-believer, and they always butted heads about because uh, Tom was a believer, and you know d- has you know just like this artsy hippie, like weird, connected, uh, you know, it, y- you know, he, Tom felt connected to the universe, and his dad was like, I'm not, I'm not part of the universe, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Just uh maybe you're all one but not me. You know that kind of thing. Uh you go you be go on be one without me. But uh he said that he that his dad lived like this really hard life. This like he was friends, maybe maybe he was a criminal, maybe he was friends with criminals like he like a a Staten Island guy. Uh not Heart Island and uh Staten Island, the heartless island. And uh if you're from Staten Island, I love you. Um uh and I heart you. Uh I heart you every island. And, but, yeah, he said his, his dad uh, like he said lived a very different life from him. He was like, he did a lot of drugging and drinking. And I was like, uh, that makes sense. But also, Tom, we're here drinking a drug right now. So uh, he was like, okay, fair enough, different kind. Um, but that's what ayahuasca is. It's a drug that you drink. So, um, but he said, yeah, his, his dad uh, died a couple years ago. And the la- he told me about the last conversation that he ever had with his dad Was uh, they were basically like they knew he was in the hospital. Uh, He knew that it was uh, that they that he wasn't going to get out of the hospital, and so they were just having. They always had this like kind of you know ball busting relationship, you know like giving each other crap, and they loved each other, but that was just how they interacted. And uh, and Tom was saying to his dad, he said, "Now you're almost, you're almost." You know, done with this life. We know. We know that uh, he probably said it nicer. Uh, you're almost done <laughs> living complete. Uh, but his, his dad's like, you know, again, hardcore atheist. And so, but Tom, he's like, Dad, when you get, uh, when you, when when you're when you're gone from here, and you get there, and you find out that there's something and not nothing you gotta let me know you gotta like come visit me in a dream or during an ayahuasca ceremony or something you just gotta come and let me know that i was right (laughs) and i believe this is the last thing that his dad ever said to him uh, in that trip and in this trip Uh, his dad said i will not tell you that you're right for all of eternity. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, everybody. My Mike Kaplan. Enjoy the rest of your lives and, and beyond.
0: It's a dream. Oh, fantasy, free me. Oh, so you thought. you guys. Oh, uh, one more round of applause for oh Mike my Kaplan.
2: God.
0: So good. Okay, we're at the halfway mark of the show. We heard two stories, we got two left, and they're real good. I know them already. She knows them already because she listens to the podcast. Uh, but before that, do we have anyone else that wants to? Because we have a lot of prizes to give we have away. A lot of and um, would you like to come up? Okay. Yeah. Come on up. Yeah. What's your name? Oh, I get to hold the mic. I'll, hold the mic. I'll give it back, I promise. I two glasses of wine oh. My, my thing and, like, my mic oh, great. Well, we had margaritas before we came oh, here, and, yeah. martinis. and martinis, and now beers. Oh, okay. we oh my goodness. This is great. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Sarah. Sarah, wonderful.
5: Hi. Sarah. Oh, thank you.
0: I feel so validated. Uh, Sarah, would you like to spin a wheel? I would. And I got to say, this is a nice wheel. Who makes
2: this? Okay. Oh, there's a whole there's okay. a there's it's a comedians th- with wheel story show oh, that yeah. we throw every third Thursday. Though, no. It's really nice.
0: Okay, can I tell Okay, so the wheel okay. I found it on the street. Uh, like you know how everyone was moving during the pandemic and people were getting rid of really good stuff and like people were taking their chairs and couches I was like I found a wheel honey (laughs) you better come down here and help me get this wheel home right now (laughs) um so we cleaned off the wheel and now this is the wheel and I really love the wheel anyway uh touch it you know found it it's a high quality wheel it's great they don't make wheels like this anymore they They really don't (laughs) Uh, Give it a spin, Sarah, whenever you want. Okay, hard or soft? So what do you think? A dad made it, for
2: sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so nervous. Oh, my God, is it I Love New York again? (laughs) I heart New York. All right. Okay, okay. This is literally the last one of these we can do. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: You're ten times more likely to be the victim of what by a New Yorker than you are by a shark sharks don't tend to stab um (laughs) can you read the question (laughs) yes you're 10 times more likely to be (laughs) the victim of what by a new yorker than you are by a shark is the audience allowed to help me yeah Yeah. audience what what eaten oh eaten a bitten bitten and eaten i mean if that person (laughs) is that dedicated that they (laughs) bit you all the way to eaten yeah, Okay. but bitten. Bite. yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> Give it up for Sarah, she I got like it
1: right. I was like, eaten, yeah. oh, eaten. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So thank you new oh,
0: Thank you, new friend. Oh my god, thank you for playing Sarah, that's totally right. Uh, you are ten times more likely to get bitten by a New Yorker than eaten by a shark anywhere in the world. Uh, yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah. Do we have any tourists in the audience? Anyway, just uh, welcome to New York, if that is... Uh, okay, alright, cool. Let's do some more trivia. What we got? We need. Okay. Oh, come on in. Come on
2: in. All right.
0: Come on up. Right. Take my mic. What's your name?
2: Hi, I'm Autumn. Autumn. Hi, Autumn. Oh, oh. All right. You ready to spin that wheel? Spin wheel? <laughs> it's a very nice wheel. It's a sturdy wheel. Oh, uh, do you believe in ghosts? No. I'm sorry. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Autumn. <laughs> Would you would you like to spin the wheel again or answer the question? No, I'm kidding. No, go ahead, spin the wheel again. Alright, autumn, autumn. Lies are okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. <laughs> Alright, autumn wins! Oh yeah, give it up for autumn. Oh, perfect. Great job,
0: Autumn. You know what? She's not a believer, but she's a fast learner. You Guys. know, that's what I like about <laughs> Autumn. Like, can we
2: just appreciate in this moment that that category could not have worked out better <laughs> <laughs> than it just did? All right, all right. Who? Okay. right. Let's, get, let's get we need more. We need more. Here.
0: We need more victims. All okay, right. yeah, okay. Yeah, we yeah. See your yeah. hand right there. Okay. Come on up. Come on up, dude. All right, two tries uh, to figure out what this is. What is your name? Eric. Eric. Another Eric. second Eric. You can pull the
2: microphone. Hey. Hi. Right. All right, Eric, give that a spin. That was a good spin. Oh. We're gonna say that's random because I chose it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The, uh, the, the fake movies, or oh, yeah, we can do that. I was gonna do the PowerPoint one. Yeah, do PowerPoint one. Okay. Okay. This one's on PowerPoint. I'm taking Eric. I'm taking the mic back. To <laughs> R- random it. is where we randomly <laughs> decide what we're gonna do. Yeah.
0: So it's going to be on here, so we're going to pull off to the side, I I recommend standing here or yeah, okay. So this is the game, okay? This is a hard game, it's a mashup game, like a portmanteau sort of, okay? So I'm going to show you a celebrity and something scary going on with the celebrity. The celebrity's name is going to come first in this mashup, okay? So your job is to tell me the celebrity's name with the scary thing on the end. Scary, yeah. scary thing on the end. Yeah. I think you're going to get it when you see it. Okay, here we go. Okay, who is this?
6: Um. Oh, that's... Uh, um. you want a little hint? Yes.
0: Okay, a little hint. He, uh, he's been uh, haunting comedy clubs in New York recently, uh, apparently going on and on about his political career that was cut short when he touched a boob in 1978, which honestly, didn't we all, okay.
6: Oh, um. oh man. Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, n- n- you know, you know, I know, know that guy. Backwards.
0: who is he? Uh, we can do one more if we can't get this one.
6: Oh no, I can't.
0: Uh. Or do you wanna have some help with
2: the audience? Al. Oh, Al Franken. Al Franken. Yes, it's Al Franken. Yeah. What, what, what's the, what's, What's the what's the scary part of it? So, you gotta do the part. so it's like
0: a mash-up.
6: You know like, uh, how Jeopardy has like, before and after? Oh, uh it's sh- no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um really good, this
2: uh, it's, that looks like uh, a, an electric chair? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we're going to spin again, okay? So that's what we're going <laughs> to do. We're going to spin again. Does anyone want to say the answer? F- and I heard Al Frankenstein's monster, which is the technically yeah. correct answer, yeah. but we would have totally accepted Al Frankenstein. Yeah. So okay, so okay, so port mashups not your not your favorite thing in the world. Okay. So look, why don't you go ahead and take your second try? That spin again. Yeah. yeah
2: spin that thing again. Get there. There we go. Wow.
0: Oh, oh, that. it goes spin again. That's it's on spin again. Here we go. A body a ati count question.
2: Body a count. Okay. Come on back <clears> here, Eric. <throat> you can take the mic back
0: and
2: everything. So this is about body count. Uh which which horror movie serial killer has the highest body count as of right now? Spoiler alert Michael Myers kills people in the new Halloween movie. Go figure. Um, Michael Myers or Jason? Jason. I'm so sorry. sorry Eric. Oh, Eric, I'm so sorry. Michael Myers has the highest body count right now of any killer in any movie, I, I think. i give you a consolation prize of some whoppers. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> give it up for Eric, everybody. Thank he you got so some much whoppers. for
0: playing. Oh my goodness. We have some more bags to give away. This one's over now because the whoppers are missing. Uh, let's do like two more. What yeah, do you let's think? Do two we'll, more. Do, we'll do one bag and one book. Okay, give me some hands. Okay, I'm gonna take. Okay, oh, I see, oh, uh, she like
2: two hands at a table. So why don't both hands come up and those will be the last two?
0: We'll do those two and then we're doing that guy in the corner because the girl was pointing at him like the gal, or you know, I don't want to assume, but you. Know, uh, anyway, the person was pointing at. That person very vehemently. You're gonna Wonderful. be our last person. Okay, so you two come up together. Uh, we'll play for two. We'll, you guys will both go, but what are your names? Uh,
6: I'm Sadim. Uh, Johnny. John. Sorry, say it again? Johnny. Johnny?
0: Okay, go ahead. <coughs> good spin. That's c- really good spin.
2: Yeah, uh, let's see if you were paying attention. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I'm an Aquarius moon, so yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> all right. Congratulations, you're a winner. Uh, Johnny, go all ahead right. and give that thing go a spin. Go ahead and
0: spin the wheel. <laughs> you guys are really good at getting the spin against. What was it? What did it say? What did it say?
2: At this point, this category has jumped the shark, but do you believe <laughs> in ghosts? <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh my god.
0: congratulations! Oh my god. Great job, guys. You are the best at trivia I've ever seen. The Okay. Okay, I want that person in the corner that yeah. to come up here and we are playing for you are the the if you win this, you will be the smartest person in caveat. You win a copy of my book, One Day Smarter. It's wherever you can buy books. Ooh.
1: Thank you.
0: And there is a chapter called Morbid Facts for Know-It-All Goths, uh, which is sort of related to the show. What is your name? Eli. Eli, go ahead and spin the wheel. Oh, Fill, in,
2: fill in, the in the blank. blank. Okay. Mm, the average human sheds about 77 pounds of blank in their lifetime. I'm going to go skin. And you are correct! (laughs) For Eli! You want to
0: copy of my book? Do you read Eli? I don't know how. You don't know how? Give it to the person that you came with. Okay. Give it up for Eli. Give it up for for all of our contestants. Okay, you guys want to play a few more of these real quick before we bring up the second half of our show? Because I made them? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, just shout it out if you know it. What's that? Beyonce. Beyonce. You guys got it immediately, Beyonceans. Oh man. Okay, you guys know that I, I used to write for NPR's Ask Me Another, and I always, if you ever listened to that show. <laughs> and did you ever hear a game where you would be like, oh, when you heard the answer, anth- those were all mine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's try on uh, one more. Oh, well, well, well. Uh, there we go. There we go. I went too far. I fucked it up. I didn't put it right. That was Michael Chainsaw. Okay, we'll do one more. Oh. Oh, we got it over here. Hey, Olivia Rodriguez! Great job! Hey, you know what? You get a bag for that. The only person in the place. You got it too. Okay, I'm. It, I'm we'll, afraid we'll of the ladies in the back. back. I'm. I'm terrified of you. Uh, I will give you the bag with the Whopper missing, okay, uh, great, so, you guys, let's keep the show going, we got a couple stories left, and they're awesome, thank you, I lost the mic stand, what a, what a trip, this has been very fun, uh, and we're not done yet, because one of my all-time favorite stories from running this podcast, Comedians with Ghost Stories, uh, which is actually, we did the live show first, then I started the podcast, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. One of my favorite stories is coming up next. Um, I love this woman. I love her story. She's uh, been on MTV. Please get up, give it up for Tracy McClendon.
4: Hello, everyone. Okay, are we feeling the spoopy season? We're we feeling it? You already feel the effects of Halloween upon you? Um, It was my birthday. Uh, It is my birthday. It's still my birthday. Um, Thank you. I did not do anything. Uh, My mom pushed me out. Uh, I I came out on Halloween. Whenever I say that, people uh, imagine a lot of um, smoke effects and like a cauldron. It happened at like 10 in the morning on a Saturday. Because I was like, let me give my mom the weekend to recover and she can go back to work in Monday. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm a Halloween baby. Um, that's like a big part of my personality. My sweet 16, I came out of a sarcophagus uh, <laughs> that I built <laughs> by hand and put I put hieroglyphics on it. And um, that's who I am. Uh, <laughs> my mom is a witch. Um, she is a witch. The first time I got broken up with, she was like, do you have any of his hair? Uh so that's the that's the type of household I grew up in. Uh, our no cursing rule was not the same as everyone else's. Um, so that's my that's my background. That's my that's where that's the element I live in. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Halloween baby. I have a witch mom. Um, and uh, you'd think that that means like everything in my life is a spooky story. Not really. I uh, have a pretty basic average life. But I did a ghost obviously that's why i'm here on the show um i have like another big part of my personality i have a ton of sleep disorders uh i haven't thank you (laughs) hell yeah i have insomnia i have night terrors i have sleep paralysis and then i have a grouping of neurological disorders called Alice in wonderland syndrome which is as i'm falling asleep or waking up so whenever i'm in a, a dozy state uh objects balloon in size or shrink in size, zoom in really close and telescope out, and I get, like, the spins, like vertigo. So, you know, basically my brain is just like, what's happening before I go to sleep every time I go to sleep? And that's super fun for me. Um, so I've always had, like, a weird relationship with sleep. It's been a, a terrible, horrible nightscape, <laughs> like, it's just hellscape of horrors and, and wonders. But um, thank you. <laughs> So uh, around the time I was nine, my mom was like, got to take a nap with me because, you know, my life was horrible. But uh, I had to take a nap with her. I was in her bedroom with her. We were sleeping on the bed together and I'm falling into sleep. And so I'm getting my usual doo booba. What's happening? Uh, And then I feel sleep paralysis and I'm like, that's average at this point. I've been dealing with this for several years. And something new happened, though. I saw a skeleton come out of the ceiling. Just, you know, just you know, your average skeleton coming out of the ceiling. Um, and so I was like, this, is, this has to be a night terror. But night terrors for me usually had terror, and I didn't feel any terror. I just saw, like, you know, your average skeleton just kind of melting out of the ceiling. Um, it, was, it was like I saw a skeleton head, but, like, partially emerging and melting out of the ceiling. And I couldn't move or speak. And I was just like, this is not that bad. And that's the part that was weird to me. It's like, I was just like, word, skeleton, (laughs) as you do. And so I'm laying there and I'm looking. And the skeleton's just like kind of slowly descending. Like it's emerging from the ceiling. We had like high vaulted ceilings. I did not set this foundation up. I lived in a colonial um, in far Rockaway, like three blocks from the beach. Like, I don't know, colonial is a, is a large section of time. It's, like, from the 1600s to, like, the 1800s. It's just an old-ass house. And um, it was, like, an old beach house that uh, white people used to go to for beach season um, in the olden days. Like, my sister's room had a doorbell. <laughs> it's, like, a, just one of those houses. You know how, like, your sister's room has a doorbell and there's a dumbwaiter? And you have, like, you have, you know, two fireplaces, but no heat somehow. And <laughs> there's no electricity. And you have a stone cellar. And you have glass glass windows that are, like, you know, paned like a church. Like that house. Like that kind of house. That's just a normal house. So we have these vaulted ceilings. And that's what the skeleton is descending from. It's like, and it's just taken a, taken a while, like 20 minutes of me just being, like, hey, skeleton. It's just, like. He's not talking. I knew it was a he. I don't know how. Um, I hear that the pelvis is further apart. I don't know if I knew that at nine, though. But, like, I could just... It was like, this is kind of a dude skeleton. Uh, Thick bones. I don't know. Uh, So I'm like, Mr. Skeleton, what up? So that was happening for a while. I was. This is not normal to night terrors. Night terrors are generally, like, five-minute flashes of just the worst... Times of your life, and you're in horror. And I was totally cool with it, and it happened for so long. And then finally, that happened. I woke up, my mom woke up, and I was like, Hey, there was like a skeleton coming out of the ceiling for like a while. And she was like, Cool, you wanna grill cheese? And I was like, I do. And that is how that happened. Um, we just went out to grill cheeses. And then for the next three-ish years of my life, I just kept seeing skeletons in, like, my peripheral. I would I'd see skeletons. I would open a door, and there'd be a skeleton. And I'm like, what? And then there wouldn't be a skeleton. And I was like, there's a lot of skeletons. I also started developing a skeleton fetish. I don't know if that's related, but I was like, mm-hmm. skeletons are low-key kind of hot. I also think that's around the time that Nightmare Before Christmas came out and Jack Skellington, like, I... <laughs> If you wouldn't have sex with that skeleton, you're wiling out. That's a very sexy skeleton. <laughs> I was also around the same time that um, Halloween Town came out. And this is a, this is a deeper cut, but Benny, yeah. Benny, the taxi driver, could also get it. I'm just... And, like, here's the thing. I don't, like, want to fuck, like, dead bones i want to like fuck a guy who was born a skeleton and grew up to be a man who was a skeleton like you have to be born a skeleton like i don't want to fuck somebody's dead bodies like decompose i want to fuck a a skeleton man who was like born that but that's neither here nor there i'm just saying i was very comfortable with the skeletons in my life there were a lot of them i saw them all the time like for three years straight it was just like what's up is there a skeleton behind you no cool it's a weird day then because I would see them almost every day so at this point I'm just like skeletons on the brain I like skeletons it's like my vibe I'm a skeleton queen whatever and so (laughs) flash forward three years of this um as I said before my house was old AF and we did not have running water electricity or heat or a finished basement we had like a store, and so my dad was always taking on projects he was like I'm gonna rewire the whole house and I was like cool the toaster doesn't work and he's like don't say that to me so it was fun for me um <laughs> after several years of this my mom and sister were like we're over this my mom was married to him my sister is older than me and so everything shit rolls downhill I was like his helper when he was doing his projects and so he got the bright idea he was like we're going to finish the cellar. The cellar was the, the expanse of the house. It was under the whole house and it was all stone, stone walls, stone floor, roots coming in. I was like what are what are we finishing? It wasn't started. What are <laughs> like we're starting a basement. We're not finishing one. Um, and so he's like no, he's like I'm going to break through this stone wall to the to the earth, and then I'm going to put up walls, and you're going to be my helper by collecting the rocks that I knock, and I was like, this feels really like old school, like, I don't, (laughs) I'm collecting rocks, and you're breaking rocks, I just, it doesn't feel fun, but okay, so I'm sitting there collecting rocks, um, as a good daughter would, and he's knocking in the wall, and it's just, he's like drilling through just pure stone, and then he knocks into the wall, and there's just a hollow point, and he, like, knocks all, like, it just thrumps through. And we're both like, that has not been happening for the last eight weeks of this project. So it's it's a little jarring. And so my dad's bright idea is to stick his arm into the hole that he just created without any light or any, like, just gonna put his arm through the hole. And so uh, I was like, that doesn't seem like the greatest idea, but so he's putting his arm in and I'm like, my dad's gonna be one armed for whatever. So (laughs) he puts his arm in and then he turns to me and he goes, go upstairs, get your mother and do not come back downstairs. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing that could, okay, so I go upstairs, I send my mom down, they're down there for like two hours. And I was like, this is, I wanna go downstairs but I am a good kid and I don't, I don't disobey. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, they come upstairs my dad found a skeleton in the hole in the basement. There was a skeleton. <laughs> Much like the skeletons I had been seeing. If you remember previously the, from what I would, had been experiencing for years of skeleton. So, I mean, I never got to see. My dad was weirded about, about, and honestly, probably, I, don't, I didn't need to, it sounds like it was a real person at one point, so probably wouldn't be my type, but <laughs> maybe like a little cute, I don't know. Um, but apparently, my dad, he reached in there, he found these bones, there were bones that were like buried in the wall in like a union soldier uniform. Yeah, from like 16, whatever the fuck. And then next to to the bones was a lockbox. And we had pried it open. There was a revolver in it. Six bullets. And an original printing of Nathaniel Hawthorne's A Scarlet Letter. So I don't know what Skeleton Man was into, but he was a poet at heart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So my dad, being a black person in this, society went to the police station and was like hey found some bones did not kill them um and also here's a revolver and they were like dude is this like a musket like you can keep your revolver like we're not taking he was like it's not registered and they're like no one would ever register that like (laughs) like when could you registered it in the past like get just take your antique so and he was like but it's a weapon. They're like, if it makes you feel better, we'll take these old bullets that are, don't work. Like, whatever. So uh, he came back home. He never let me see the bones. He buried them in the backyard. And then we sold the revolver and, like, paid off the house. And we sold the original printing of Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter and paid my first year tuition of, of school. So thank you, Ghost. Um, <laughs> But then after, after that whole thing, I've never seen a ghost image ever again in my life. So if you don't believe in ghosts, you're saying I'm schizophrenic and a liar. <laughs> no, there has to be, that has to be like the ghost was like, please, Tracy, put me in the ground. <laughs> Except like I couldn't hear it or something. So you're just like, I'm... Like I'm at, and I'm also just like, and it's like such a specific ghost. Just like I was seeing the ghost of bones. Like it wasn't even like some hot Union soldier. All Union soldiers were hot. Thank you for my freedom. Um, <laughs> but like it wasn't even like some hot like gruff Union soldier. Like hey girl, I was I'm dead in your basement or whatever. Like it was like. <sighs> He's like, I've been dead for so long. The only thing I can look like is the bones I am. <laughs> like, that's a sick ghost. Anyway, if you ever see bones um, before you take the medicine that the doctor gives you, maybe just check your basement. I don't. That's all I'm saying. Um, you guys have been so awesome. Enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs>
0: Keep your applause going for your final storyteller of the night. He's absolutely wonderful. He has a book that actually—he also has a book that came out this week. It's called Heist. He's been on CNN. Please give it up for Pete Stegmeier.
3: Oh my goodness! Hi, everybody. This is exciting. I—I I have two stories, and I'm going to let you guys choose. Do you want to hear about the time I saw a ghost and possibly my own death? Or the time I almost died in an Airbnb? Airbnb, Airbnb. Airbnb, perfect, because that's the one I prepared for. (laughs) Excellent. All right. So I stayed in a murder house on Airbnb. (laughs) They didn't advertise it as a murder house. I want to make that clear because I would still go for that. I just wouldn't tell my wife. Like, she doesn't like ghosts. I love ghosts, so, like, I will stay in a haunted hotel room and then just be like, hey, if it's haunted, like, tell me it's romantic when I check in so that I know what's up. And they'll be like, your romantic room is ready, sir. and Like, that's my kind of vibe. But my wife does not want to stay at a murder house, and I don't blame her. It was advertised as a lovely cabin upstate. And, I mean, honestly, after the year we had, uh, especially, like, you know, COVID, obviously, but my wife also suffered from like really, really, really bad health issues all year, so uh, God, this is like September or so of this year, or no, I'm sorry, this is a couple months ago. Shit, this is like a year ago, I'm sorry, I forgot, this is last fall. All my credibility instantly gone. <laughs> it's the PTSD, it's fine, it's like I am undoing doing so much therapy tonight, so that's fine. Um, but, yeah, about a year ago, my wife and I were like, hey, like, we haven't left the house in, like, basically nine months because my wife was like, in and out of the hospital, and then we were taking the, the, uh, the quarantine, like, very, very seriously, and I'm like, perfect, things are finally opening up a little bit, let's rent this cabin, middle of nowhere, and we get there, and it's beautiful. The night before we check in, we actually get, like, a little bit of good news from the owner. He's like, hey, guys. Uh, just as a heads up, uh, we're able to like turn it over for you guys early. So the doors unlocked, just head in whenever you want instead of checking in at noon. Awesome. We drive up at, like six in the morning, doors unlocked. Uh, we we start like working because uh, we're doing a little bit of work from there. And everything, like it's beautiful, like giant windows overlooking like the base of the Catskills. It's awesome. And then I start looking around and I'm like, this is a little weird, a little quirky. You know, like you get to Airbnbs and sometimes you're like, these people live weird. <laughs> and like the first thing that was like weird, but like not alarming, was they had a painting of a topless Rachel Maddow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like can we bring that up? Yeah, you that right there. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm controlling. That's not her. Oh, i got to go the other way. Okay, hold on. Nope. There we go. Naked Rachel Maddow painting. And I'm like, okay. A little quirky. Super weird that the guy painted it himself, but I guess, like, I have a painting of me as Napoleon Crossing the Alps that I can't put in, like our apartment, but if I had an Airbnb, I could put it up. I get it. Not weird yet. But then I go into the next bedroom, and I can... I can, it's only what I can describe as a six foot long paint or like picture of a bunch of taxidermied like animals, like goats and things like that. But then also three dudes that are naked except for like Adidas running shoes. And I, this is gonna sound weird, but like they were giving very Serbian vibes. (laughs) Like, let's see if we could, like, I can't tell the nationality, (laughs) but they feel Serbian. And this was over the bed. This is over the bed. And at this point, I'm like, okay. This is like beyond quirky. But I'm looking at, like, the rest of it's like beautiful. It's like one of those like modern cabins. But the floors are all like reclaimed wood. And I start to see a bunch of these like quarter-sized holes on the floor. Like, probably like 60 or 70 of them. I'm like, that's super weird. And I start to get a feeling like, throughout the day that we're being watched, but I think a lot of that is like when you leave New York City and you go anywhere with like a tree, you're like, I don't trust this kind of life, you know, so I'm like, I'm just being paranoid, and also like I was in the army for like seven years, so I've got like that like head on a swivel, like I'm always paranoid anyways, Uh, and so I'm like, okay, like you're just overreacting, you've never been somewhere nice like this, I, can, I think I can get to the next, there we go. It's like, it's pretty. Yeah, you see, it's like not bad. There's a bunch of like quarter-sized holes. I don't know if you can quite make them out, but they're all over the place. But it's kind of idyllic. And it's very important to me, by the way, to not ruin this trip for my wife because like I could still kind of travel a little bit. Like this was her first time out of the apartment in nine months. I'm like, do not fuck this up, Pete. This will end badly if you fuck this up. And so I take an edible. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, yeah, like, earlier in the day, I'd gone out, gotten gr- some groceries, and now we're, like, settling in for the night, and there's a little fireplace that you can see, like, right there with some wood, because that's what fireplaces eat, and <laughs> we start a fire, and it, like, heats up, like, too quickly, and so now, like, it's, like, 10 degrees outside, it's, like, very, very cold, but... I put, the, uh, I put the fire on and all of a sudden I'm like, it's way too hot here. So I try to like open one of the windows, but the window doesn't like open like a normal window. It like silently falls into the apartment from, like, from the outside into the inside of the apartment, basically like a door. So like you can see like the windows here, that whole thing opened up, dropped out of the way. So like you could get in from the outside completely silently, very weird. And then I went, like, because I saw footprints behind the window in the snow. I'm like, that's weird. Like, maybe they were like gathering firewood. I don't know. And then there's like a little sliding glass door over in that corner as well. But it doesn't feel right. And I like, I start like at this point, like the paranoia is kicking in a little bit. And I'm like, let me search for cameras. And I go to the bathroom. I do like the mirror test with my fingernail. So far, things are okay. But it starts to get dark. And at this point, like, I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's close everything up, get some sleep, it'll be great. And the, the host, by the way, had been like, hey, if you need anything, like, we're in the country house a little bit further down the driveway. So basically, you pulled off this road, and then there was, like, the country house, and if you drove, like, another, like, half a mile, there was the cabin. And when we drove past the country house to check in, like, there was a big pickup truck, like, an old F-150, there were a couple cars there. Not a big deal. We're like, oh, the hosts are there. This is perfect. If we need anything, they're here. And I, at this point, I realized that none of the windows have shades on them. Like, you can't close them at all. And I'm starting to feel like I'm in a diorama. You know? Because I'm like, I would like, at least like to have the bedroom have some, you know, some privacy. You get it. <laughs> and I was trying to as well. And. Like So I'm like, okay, like, that's a little weird, but you know what? Let me lock up real quick, and then we can get some sleep. We got here early in the morning. Tomorrow's a new day. Perfect. I go to lock the front door, and it doesn't lock. And I'm like twisting the little thing, and it just kind of jiggles. And you know when like the guts of the lock inside the door don't work? That's what I'm feeling. Like, I can turn the knob like a quarter, but nothing's happening inside. I'm like maybe it's really cold, so I take a lighter and I like try to like move the like heat it up, and still nothing. So I'm like that's super weird, and I like open the door a little bit more, try it a few times. We text the guy, and he's like, oh that's weird, uh, probably just the cold. Like maybe the door frame is like frozen. I'm like that's not how that works. Like I grew up in Wisconsin, <laughs> I know a frozen lock. This is, that's not how this was. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe the edible is stronger than I realized. (laughs) So I go to the back door and it's the exact same thing. Like the door that I thought was locked this whole time, also completely unlocked and also broken in the exact same way. Like you could hear the stuff like jiggling inside the lock. And at this point I'm like, this is super weird. I don't like this at all. And I'm trying to figure out like, if it's like paranoia from the weed and I'm like don't freak out my wife don't freak out my wife and she's just kind of like she's hanging out she's having a good time but she's starting to notice that I'm like acting weird because I'm like now I'm down on the floor like shining my flashlight through the holes and she's like what is his fucking problem and I just I can't shake this feeling and then I text the guy again I'm like hey what's going on at the door she's like oh it's totally just frozen it's fine like uh, he's like nobody here sleeps with uh nobody here sleeps with the uh the lights on any, or the, the doors locked anyways. And I'm like, that is not gonna fly. I am not country enough to trust my neighbors. And <laughs> yeah, so I, I give it a shot. Uh that doesn't work. And then I realize that he knows the the locks don't work because he never gave us keys. Like I yeah right like that was like oh no that's like my thought and like my horror movie brain is like you're gonna die and I'm still like internally being like don't ruin this for my wife don't ruin this for Christina she really needs this trip and then I'm like oh my god no they're both broken in the same way and I like start freaking out and he's like you know uh we're actually not here this weekend and I'm like who the fuck is in this truck and uh or like who who's like in the house and at this point, like, I tell my wife, I'm like, we have to go now. And she's like, I told you not to ruin this fucking trip for me. And I'm like, we are about to be murdered. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell the guy, I'm like, do not let him know we're leaving. Because like, I'm like full horror bo- movie mode at this point. Like, I grew up in Wisconsin, the land of serial killers. This is my, I've got home field advantage. You know, our most famous guy is Jeffrey Dahmer. And so... I I pack the car like in a frenzy and my wife, because she's a literal saint, like starts running the dishwasher because she's like, if we're wrong, I don't want this to impact our rating. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's her trauma response is like, I'm going to clean up and then we get in the car. I make it like a little bit down the road and all of a sudden behind us, a huge pickup truck speeds around the corner and starts like right on our ass. And, like, my, like, you look at me, like, my car is not going to go fast, like, regardless. And so I'm going, like, as, as fast as I can. It's snowing, it's icy, it's 10 degrees. I'm doing 75 miles an hour in, like, a 35-mile-an-hour country road. And, like, right as we leave, a deer jumps in front of the car. I'm like, that's how they get me. And, and so we're going, and this truck, like, peels out from the same driveway right behind us, 70 miles an hour on our ass, could have passed me at any time and doesn't, and then finally, like, 10 minutes later, we make it into town, and as soon as we hit the city limits uh, sign, the truck turns its lights off and turns around, so I'm, like, oh, my God, we almost got murdered for sure, like, that's the only thing I can think of, and then, like, at this point, the high had worn off, either because of time or adrenaline, I'm not sure, but I was able to, like, drive us back to New York City, and, like, you know, in, like, Prince of Thieves, and like, the Robin Hood movie, we're like, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman kisses the shore because he's home. That, but with a piss-stoked sidewalk. I'm like, thank God I'm back in the city. Oh, my God. This is, like, the be- most amazing thing. But then we got, like, text messages from the guy being like, hey, you guys left? What's going on? You should, like, come back. Stay in the farmhouse with us tonight. And, I'd, like, never go to a second location. That's <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Um, but, yeah, like, they, they still text us from time to time trying to get us to come back. It's... Yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's really weird. And, like none, of the, like, none of the reviews mentioned it. And, like, I went back and, like, checked. I'm like, somebody should mention the door thing. And none of them did. And then there weren't even, like, any cheeky ones. Like, oh, it's to die for. Because that's what I would do, you know? I'd, I'd have some fun with it. But uh, that's my story. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, guys. I'm Pete Stegmar.